0: Welcome back to another Eagle 100.9 podcast. We're just at the end of pollinator week and morning show host Shane Hill got chatting about
1: dandelions. Let's get to it. So my name is Hugo Bonjean, and I'm um, the one of the co-owners of Spirit Hills Winery.
0: I was just wondering, I've heard about a couple different things you can do with dandelions. Okay. And I just thought, let me talk to Hugo, because he's the expert. <laughs> you guys work a lot with dandelions, and I have a lot of questions about dandelions. So <laughs> I just wanted to know, what are some of the things you guys do with dandelions out at Spirit Hills Winery?
1: Well, we, we actually um, harvest dandelion flowers here. Um, and so when most farmers start to seed, we actually organize picking crews. And so we first pick the flower, and then we pluck the flower petals off the flower, um, because we use those flower petals, so only the yellow, to infuse our wines with. And if you pick the petals of one flower head and put it on a gram scale, it does not register. We pick eighty eight pounds of that stuff.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that is a um, lot of dandelion. Yep.
1: And so that's how we make our dandelion wine.
0: Dandelion wine. I I mean I know there's so many different types of wines, but what would you kind of compare it to? Just to give people maybe an idea who have never had it before, like myself.
1: <laughs> it it's pretty really unique in the world. Like it's very hard to you know, to look for a comparison. the, the closest probably would be um a, a, a good straminer oh yeah, a little bit of that that kind of flavor into it.
0: Interesting. I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And how long does it take your guys' crews to pick 88 pounds worth of dandelions?
1: Well, it depends on how many picks we get out. Like, it's always this, because just like with everything else, the crop has to be ripe. And so when a dandelion blooms, it doesn't necessarily mean it should be picked already. The um, It's only ready when the flower is entirely open. And it, it kind of, it's just the last, you know day or two before they actually will go to seed mm. that is when they 're really ripe, and then the petals come off a lot easier, so we basically always wait until we have our pastures who haven 't been sprayed for ever since we lived here, so for the last twenty four years until they 're really nice and yellow and we have a lot of ripe flowers, and then we make a post uh, on social media and we have a whole bunch of people that show up to come and pick we normally we pay by we pay by the pound, so It's, um, you know, good pickers, you know, make some really good money. And slow pickers, they just have a great time in the afternoon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They get a good workout and some
1: sun. (laughs) Yeah. It's, you know, it's a fun, it's a fun activity. So, yeah, and then um, the dandelions are very high in antioxidants. So, our, like, we had our dandelion wine um, measured in a food lab, the antioxidant level measured, and there, on average, the dandelion wine is about 120 times higher in antioxidants than your average red grape wine is. Wow. Um, and so that actually antioxidants element, like, historically, um, dandelion wine actually came from both Italy and the UK. The Italians actually made it popular in um, America, where there's actually a book. It's called Dandelion Wine. There's some songs about dandelion wine as well, and the English brought it into Canada, and so it used historically. It was it, it, it has huge cultural um, relevance in in Alberta and the prairies because it was um, it was a settler's wine. You know, it has that huge cultural history in Europe, in both England and specifically in in Italy. They made dandelion wine as medicine. It was it was really part of their
0: folklore medicine. Oh, wow. That's a medicine I can get behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. And like you said, antioxidants. I've read that it's quite, dandelions can be quite good for you in a couple of different yeah. ways. Either on, I've seen it in lotions or digesting. So can you explain a little bit of what else, how it help, how it could be good for you, Hugo?
1: So we, you know, we also just for the, for for our home here. We um, when we have dandelions in the garden, which you know happens pretty much every year because we grow. So we have a lot of a lot of, <laughs> of seed flying around. Um, the, uh, we dig those out in the garden, and we use those roots, and we dry the roots, uh, and if you roast the roots, that makes an absolute awesome dandelion tea. And so with roots, if you use roots for tea making, you have to boil them for about 15 minutes, and then that extracts um, all the healthy properties from those roots the leaves the, and the young leaves are better than, than you know really mature leaves uh-huh. uh, but young leaves are really great in salads as well Oh, and so all those elements from the dandelions are both the roots the leaves and the flowers are all edible and have you know great properties for you historically they used to use them for um st- anything to do with the stomach like upset stomachs and things like that. They were also said to be good for the liver. So they're they were actually quite a potent um, and still are they're, they're a potent herb. There's um, the University of Guelph actually has done quite a bit of interesting research uh, among other universities in other countries um, to the effect of the impact that dandelions have on um, cancer prevention and healing. Mm. Uh, I don't know too much about the details of that, but it's it's interesting that you know universities are looking into the into those uh, properties as well.
0: A hundred percent. No, that's very interesting. And I remember as uh, kids, like at recess at school, eating the dandelion heads, and then growing up and thinking that was so weird. But I guess it wasn't. <laughs> Like we knew more than we probably did now that we were yep. we were doing good for ourselves then
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're they're quite a you know they're they're quite a great um great flower and and they're good for the soil too like the they, they tend to come up, um, unless you, you have them here, like we have them here, we grow them on purpose, but they tend to um, find spots or sprout up spots that are, have a soil that really needs nitrogen, and they're nitrogen fixers for the soil.
0: Yeah, I remember you saying that when we were talking about the bees, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, so, yeah, dandelions all around yeah. doing wonders.
1: Totally, and then for the bees, they're fantastic. They're the first nectar crop, crop here um and And they're an amazing pollen crop as well for the bees they 're good all all the way around
0: a hundred percent, yeah, they have a a bad rep, but a good plant to have, so absolutely that's good to know and I have to ask, I saw something online that I thought was super strange, but is there such thing as a dandelion cake? Hugo?
1: Dandelion cake. You know what? Since all the elements are edible, I could see people crush up the leaves. Probably not the leaves. I would think for dandelion cake, they'd probably use the flowers and crush them up and work it into a cake. You know, why not? For
0: real, <laughs> why not? The, the options are endless when it comes to dandelions. Yeah, absolutely. And I have to ask, what is your favorite thing to make or even eat, drink, That's made out of dandelions. What's your favorite thing that comes from dandelions?
1: Well, you know, that would be the dandelion wine, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I have have a little glass every day, you know, just just for, for all the health purposes it gives me. I, I did. Well, I guess I'm not allowed to say that, so that's probably not the reason, but it tastes good.
0: <laughs> You're allowed to say that. I've heard a, a glass of wine a day actually keeps the doctor away. So. Exactly. There go. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And then I just wondered, Hugo, is there any other names dandelions go by? I've heard they are called a lot of different names, but do you and your family call them anything other than dandelions?
1: No, we, we call them dandelions. Gotcha. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Wonderful. Well, um, is there anything else, any fun facts that you might wanted to add? Or
1: No, I think that's about it.
0: Awesome. And I have to ask you a oh, last question, super random. Uh, traveling on the horizon soon, hopefully, again, fingers crossed. Where's the first place you're going when
1: you can fly? Um, back to Texas. <laughs> Ooh, Texas. <laughs> yeah. We just fell in love with the culture. Um, and we're um, we're working on exporting our wine there.
0: That is so cool. Is it similar to Alberta? I've heard it's like Alberta is the Texas of Canada. Is that true?
1: Um, I think it used to be true. Mm. It definitely, if I, you know, Texas reminds me of um, Alberta when we... When we got here 24 years ago, so there's definitely a lot, still a lot of similarities in in culture, but I, text, I think the Texans still have much more of the can-do mentality, which Alberta had in much bigger volumes in the past.
0: Got you. And let's be real, the food down there is delicious.
1: They have it a, is, <laughs> you know, Tex-Mex and barbecue.
0: <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. Nope. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hugo. I really appreciate you always making time for us. And I hope you get to enjoy a nice glass of dandelion wine tonight. (laughs)
1: All right. Thank you.
0: Okay, bye. All right,
1: bye-bye.
0: Be sure to come back often for another Eagle 100.9
1: podcast. And be sure to download, share, and stream us wherever you get your podcasts.